Welcome, 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 everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. I'm Jen. Mm. That energy. <laughs> what's, that used to, what's that old saying they used to say? Put that frown upside down. Who's to say that? I, I, I feel like that was kind of like... It was so annoying. I, I did. I felt like that was really shitty when people say that to you. They'd be like, take your frown and turn it upside down. Or what was it? Turn your frown upside down? What, what exactly was it? Yeah. yeah. Right? It was kind of like... Yeah. Take your frown. It, what, wouldn't it always be like the weird, like, you know, the weird teacher that you're like, you're just a jerk. Like, why are you saying that? I don't know. I always felt it was like... I'm so corny. Mean. It, that was like passive aggressive. You're like, I can't, how do I just like take my, how do I just take my face and flip it upside down? Like, what are we even saying? Oh. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, they're just trying to tell you to smile. I guess. Which is annoying in and of itself. Right. It's like, oh, you have any feelings other than happiness? We have to change that. Well, Jen, turn your frown upside down. It's potpourri time. So what you can do, you have two options. You can bring up your energy level. I see you have a banana, aka banana gun, for those that aren't uh, up with the lingo. You can eat that banana gun. Or right next to you, you can eat some... Uh, Fragrant scented wood chips. Oh. It's up to you. One or the other. I thought I wasn't supposed to. Your grandma came and told me I wasn't supposed to eat them. My grandma came, uh, her spirit came yeah. and said, excuse yeah. me. Don't eat this. Don't eat this. Let, let, let's put these back away in the Lennox candy dish. But today we're going, as we mentioned, a little out of order just because I think, um, I mean, I think it'll make sense because of a couple different things we're going to talk about that premiered in September. But we're going to be talking about the potpourri, the random things, the random stories, the random haps that you could find, well, 30 years ago in September. Jen, you ready to get started? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the energy. If you guys could see Jen, her energy, <laughs> if it's like, uh, you know, like the little gas gauge, like it is so close to empty. It is so close. We're trying to fill her up. So, let's get started. Big picture. September, at least in my house, is always known for three things. One, U.S. Open. Why do I say that? Because the U.S. Open, the U.S. Open would just be everywhere on TV. Like, they would always be talking about it on the news. Because we're from New York. And they would do it in New York. And it would just always be around. We never watched it, but it would just always be on. It would be on, like, ESPN. It would be on, like, whatever it is. Like, yeah. it's, it's a big deal. It's a huge tennis tournament. You know, you have Wimbledon, you have the French Open, the Australian Open. This is the United States Open, right? So I don't know how big it would dominate, like, the headlines and things in California. But in New York, they would do it at Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is in Queens. They still do it there now. I mean, we went to a baseball game last year. Remember, there was all the U.S. Open people. Yeah. When we got off the train. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah, it was cool. And it basically runs through September, right? Or through the middle, you know, it kind of finishes up in the early part of September. So a lot of, you know, different news stories when you're looking at September dominated by, hey, U.S. Open, this person played this person, that person played this person. Um, full disclosure, not a huge tennis fan. No, yeah. Now, how do you feel about tennis? Um, I never cared about it. And then I had two run-ins with tennis. Okay. One was that randomly when I was like 25, maybe 26, I watched it for like a season i really liked it okay i don't know if i learned how the scoring worked and then i was like oh this is actually kind of fun to watch have since forgotten how the scoring worked I mean, it's um, not that difficult it's also silly 
I mean, in my opinion. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and then there was like a month of my life where on my lunch break, I would quote unquote play tennis at like a park with my coworkers, which was really just me like chasing a tennis ball around the court and coming back from my lunch break really sweaty. Okay. And then I decided I wanted to play tennis and then I never did. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my run-ins with tennis. Never really big into it, but... You, you got me into Mario Tennis. Well, Mario Tennis is different. It's a different beast. Mario Tennis is a wonderful, wonderful event. Mm. It's an event sport that people can enjoy together um, as they are, you know, tennising. As they are, as they are picking a favorite Mario character and attempting to uh, control the streets. Control the courts, the hard courts, the clay courts, the regular courts. It's Mario Tennis. I do enjoy Mario Tennis, but... Yeah, I played tennis briefly for, like, two weeks in junior high. And then we had to play it in junior high, like, as well in, like, gym class. I just didn't like it. I don't know. It just never really appealed to me in a way. I, I was It was one of those things I feel like... I feel like similar to golf, maybe, in that you have to probably start young. It's... Yeah. It's it's an individual sport, so and it is a skill set you have to learn. I think learn. that's why I like it, because I never really liked doing things in groups. Like Shocking. So I like that it's an individual sport. And I just feel like in individual sports, especially, like, if you kind of start them when you're, like, 13, it can just bounce off, right? You're kind of like, ah, this isn't for me. I know a lot of people can enjoy it. You're outside, which is great, generally mm-hmm. speaking. It's uh, great exercise. A lot of people can enjoy that. Good exercise, going back and forth. Um, and it can be fun if you get some good rallies. I just didn't like how, you know, especially when you're bad, like, you're just not really rallying, right? You're not hitting the ball back and forth. No, you're just going to catch the ball that you can't. You're just going <laughs> Someone to hits the ball it. and you run and you go, yeah. oh, I missed it. Or then you get to it and you try to hit it and it just doesn't do anything. So it's kind of like, uh. <laughs> And then also, like, weirdly, because it's one of those, like, individual sports, there's just, like, adults watching you. Right? So, like, you have somebody that's, like, a ref, so they're watching you guys play, right? So they're, like, in the little ref seat, and they're, like, watching you, and you're, like, this is weird. I don't want anyone to watch me. Not when, uh, you play with your co-workers. It's true. As an adult, yeah. I mean, if you play with nobody. As an adult, I've actually been to, like, a tennis academy once for work, and I went there, and it was in uh, South Carolina, and I went to this, like, tennis academy. It was pretty cool, like, see uh, how into it tennis people can be. Yeah. Um, and somebody had, you know, gotten hurt and, uh, you know, they were trying to blame the court conditions. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they were like a intense tennis person. So, you know, like an older person still playing tennis, like in there. Yeah. When I was over fifties, you know, cause people couldn't, once you have time and it, I, you know, the big thing of something like tennis is, you know, it's just about matching with the right skill people. So once you have time. You know, maybe if you're older or have a bunch of money, you can match up with people that are similar age and, like, skill, right? Right. So, so I guess it's, like, a thing if you're, like, 50, you probably play, like, doubles, 55. You play doubles because you're, like, two people versus two people, right? You know, mixed doubles. You and I go take on, you know, we start now. We practice now. And then we'll win the mixed doubles. We'll be, like, Mario Tennis superstars. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's I'm get in. into it. But we have, like, a lot of years to prepare until we can hit the senior circuit because that's really where you got to make your money. Tennis. Yeah, I had a friend when I was at elementary school, and, like, she would come visit her grandma in my town, and we were friends, but she lived, like, hours away. So I'd only see her when she was visiting her grandma. She'd visit her grandma. Tennis. 
for like weeks at a time. And her grandparents, who were like older people for sure, they were like big into the tennis. Tennis. And her now, grandma would be wearing like a little tennis skirt and they'd go play tennis and I'd be like, wow, what is... So, and and now they change it to the pickleball, right? It's like tennis light. Mm-hmm. The ball does make an annoying sound though. Randomly, like last week or two weeks ago, they had it on like TV because there was nothing going on. It was oh, like really? a dead zone. Yeah, and I was watching like professional pickleball players, and I was like, "Wow." Where was I? Why didn't you alert me to this? I think you kept walking in and out of the room, and you were just like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm just sitting here." And you're like, "Okay." And you <laughs> left. <laughs> like you didn't you didn't want to engage with what I was sitting in and watching. Um, so that's number one. There was always that little tennis little. T- I think July is like Wimbledon or something. Or one of them is Wimbledon, too. Because, like, that's always, like, it dominates this, like, weird stretch of, like, sports. Because tennis, like, usually ends, right, when football starts. So it's that weird sports calendar. Where I forget like, that you think of the year in terms of, like, what sports are happening. Because I don't right. at all. Like, I never think of I was I was just having a conversation. And especially now, you know, with the writer strike and the actor strike, all these different strikes. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. We were just talking about it. And... You know, the the thing that's going to be worth money is going to be live entertainment, right? And at this point now, it's really just sports. Because all these scripted shows and everything, even if they got back in the room and they hammered everything out today when we speak at the end of September, like, when is they going to get blue... When are they going to have Blue Bloods ready for your parents? When is they going to get the Blue Bloods? When are they going to get the Blue Bloods? When? When is, when? Chi- when is Chicago going to get back to fighting fire and medicine? It's going to take time. So you know and what, the olds are going to have to watch reruns or you're going to have to, you know, it's live sports, right? You think about it and you're like, the show goes on for sports. So that's why it would always be sports. Because How many Judge Judy reruns can my parents watch? I don't know. If you think for a second, like, like the thing is that both of our, both of our dads, like they're watching baseball teams that are no longer in playoff contention because that's where they're at. Like they can't watch their blue bloods or their SWAT team six or seal team eight, whatever they're doing. But having said that, that brings me to number two, TV. TV always returns in September, or historically would return in September, and new stuff will come out in September. Mm-hmm. So this month specifically, and we're going to talk about it next week, but a couple couple shows I definitely um, think are going to dominate the 90s. Frasier, the spinoff. Oh, shit. Premiered this September. Yeah. 93. X-Files. Ooh. Oh, I have a suggestion about that. Yeah. I think we should talk about that in October because we should do spooky stuff. I agree. I think cool. we should try to do more comedy stuff like in um, maybe September, some of the lighter things, or maybe even talk about some of the shows that came back and then start highlighting some of the other shows. But I agree. I think we should do the X-Files in October. Having said that, it did premiere now, though, September yeah. 10th. So it's important to just mention that it did. Um. I mean, those were kind of the two big premieres. I saw that we did miss, um, we did miss a music thing. We missed, uh, Melissa Etheridge, I'm the Only One. That song came out. I'm like, I know that song. Oh, probably because the album. The se- It was her second album, Yes I Am. I'm oh, not, okay. like, I wasn't a huge Melissa Etheridge You know what, Etheridge I did fan, see that so. on the list, and I was like, I wonder if that's one that we would know any songs from, and then I forgot to look into it. Um, yeah, I wasn't really, um... That kind of music wasn't for me, per se. We were young. Yes. We were 10. I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> Very young. Um, a whole... And then the third thing for our us, which we'll get back to in a second, but the third thing for us was, uh, of course, back to school. 
right? Which we'll kind of talk about here in a second. But in terms of some other events and sports stuff, do you remember the Yankees had a pitcher named Jim Abbott? Do you remember him? No. Oh. So Jim Abbott. Let me just make sure. I thought about maybe lying and saying, oh, yeah. Well, but the thing I'm going to tell you, it's probably good that you didn't lie. Because if you lied, I would have said, okay. Um, I'm going to ask you, do you know what made Jim Abbott special? I read the, um, I read this fact. What's the fact? I don't remember it. So I don't know. <laughs> so Jim Abbott was a pitcher. I think he was a righty. Maybe he was a lefty. I don't know. But he was born without a hand. Oh, shit. So he would pitch the ball and then put on the glove on the on that same hand and catch the ball. On his no hand or his one hand? His one hand. So oh, he'd wow. start with the ball on his, on his, like, you know, on his arm where he didn't have a hand. So he'd have the, the mitt on that and he'd throw the ball with his motion and then he would slide the glove on. Okay, this I didn't really read the fact then because I would have remembered this. That's wild. He pitched a no hitter. Oh shit. That's the wild part. Yeah. So not only did the guy. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So he persevered all the way to get to the majors. He pitched a no hitter, and I remember seeing it with the Yankees. Oh, pitched good for no-hitter. him. That makes yeah. me so happy. Really cool. Really it was cool. Really cool. Really um, awesome little fact. I'll that... forgive him for being a Yankee. It's true. <laughs> That's what I was gonna be like. If you said you knew it, I'd be like, "What? What makes that? You know, what makes this no hitter a little bit different? I mean, it's probably you know." I probably read that he pitched no hitter and was like, "Cool," but didn't realize that he only had one hand. Well, the factoid says New York Yankees one-handed pitcher Jim Abbott. Yeah, but like you I would think clear. one-handed pitcher is like I, a, a way of pitching with like you know what I mean. Like that kind of sounds. So like you could normally be a... pitch with two hands, or no? But I wouldn't have connected that he only had one hand i would have read that and not know the men even though it's right there <laughs> i mean it's fair uh the other fact the other factoid that i had i want to ask you do you know what a croupier is mm, no but it sounds yummy okay a croupier is the person that is the dealer for the craps table oh okay that's not yummy. so apparently there's just a factoid right on this day, September... Like, any of them? Or specifically the one with, like, the long stick that, like, passes you your dice? And... I think it's the main one, but I don't, I don't know. But okay. allegedly, like, this is this is the whole story. In England, a croupier rolled four eight times in a row. That's the story. Okay. It's the record for rolling a four eight times in a row on this day in 1993. I'm like, I don't... What? I don't it's understand. That's so weird. That's never I, I don't understand. I'm like, was was Guinness World Records watching him? That's why I was trying to find more about the story. I couldn't find anything. That's why I was like, it's a little weird factoid. But apparently a croupier, so the guy that's like one of the dealers, one of the people that's working as the in-between, taking the money for the house and paying out bets, for whatever reason, I don't know if he was like now playing craps because he's allowed, but he rolled a four eight times in a row. And I'm like, I've been to craps tables and seen weird things. Like, that's the only time that's ever... Like, how do we know that that's... I don't know. Very strange. Strange story. I was like, this that's a bizarre story. Huh? Yeah. That is a really weird story. I don't... I mean... Like, do we not keep track of the other numbers that have been rolled and how many times in a row? I like, don't know. I, I don't even feel like that's that much. That many right? Ti- yeah. But I mean, also, I guess it I is. Guess it is because I guess is. there's only 
so many combinations you can do. But how many times have you rolled the same thing three times in a row? And you just accept that that's, oh, that's weird. But, like, this is, like... Well, you know, for example, like a six, a an eight, six, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, probably... Easier to roll. Easier to roll, right? Or six, seven, eight, probably, definitely. Definitely Okay, six and that eight. makes sense. So four is just, you know, it's going to be two and two, or, or one and three. Yeah. That's all it can be. But still, I mean, I would be more like if you rolled 12 eight times in a row. Yeah. Right? Because that's two. only... Yeah, or two. That's only one combination. Or three... Well, three is the same amount. Well, no, yeah, you're right. Three or 11, right? Those others. I don't know. The only thing about three is that it, each dice has, it could be a one or two in the other. Well, no, it's, I, you know what? We're not going to talk about But if the guy was shooting, think about it. If the guy was shooting, he rolls a four to make that his point. Or whatever. Let's say his point was six. He just kept rolling fours. So he probably, he could have made a lot of money. Maybe that's why they tracked it. Like, oh shit, this guy just made like. Lots of money if he keeps hitting a four. Weird. Very strange. There's no other info. I looked. That's why before I we before we got on and no we started other. recording, I was like, it's just this story. I'm like, I know you know craps. I'm like, this is just a weird story, right? Like yeah. we played before, and I'm like, this is the story, right? We had some more, you know, random baseball factoids because you're getting to the end of the baseball season, but I'm not gonna bore you with those. Yeah, thank you. The L.A. Mighty <laughs> Ducks. Ooh. Played their first NHL preseason game in September of 93. It was really a Mighty Duck? You didn't know that? No. So they had the movie, The Mighty Ducks. You remember that? Emilio. Right. And the kids. Which, yeah. by the way, pretty positive that this is the um, this is the plot of the movie. Emilio potentially may or may not have been drunk driving. Not 100%. But definitely, I think he was like a dick. Got in trouble somehow, and he was forced to do community service. He was a hockey player, forced to do community service back in, like, his hometown or something to then run a hockey team. Of children. Right. Well, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like the Bad News Bear, or, like, one of those, okay. like, so, like, he's, like, he's like, this guy that comes back. Right. I remember liking it when I was a kid. But it was, like, a backdoor, because I remember the second one, they had, they were given, the first one, they had Ducks jerseys. And then the second one, they were given, like, the, the actual jerseys that would be used for the NHL team. Because then they became an NHL team. So they expanded. They were the L.A. Mighty Ducks, called after the Mighty Ducks from the movie. Now they're just the Anaheim Ducks. So they've kind of gone away from that. But do you remember the jersey? Uh, not offhand. If I saw it, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Hold on, I'm going to show it to you. Because it's just cool. It's just like It was such a cool, like, for being a kid, you're like, wait, what? Like, is this real? Like, because I just remember being like, wow, this is like a movie, and then this is like a jersey. Original. Like, look how cool that logo was. Like, it's not their logo now. Oh, yeah, it is a cool logo. But then, you know, and it's like so cartoony. Now it's like this stuff. Where you're like, oh, okay, it's like more like, you know, we got away from that. But this was like the original logo in 93. I like it. It lasted like forever. But I didn't realize that they were a real thing. Yeah. They I were, just thought they were a movie. But from the movie. Like, <laughs> it's like the movie existed. Like, this is like the that's old cool. school jersey. Yeah. Like, that's cool, right? That, like, all white is cool. Yeah, it's from the movie. So. Fun. And they were called the Mighty Ducks. That's fun. I thought that was fun. It is fun. That was interesting. Um, in real life, <laughs> before we get to our things, uh, they did have the Oslo Accords, right? Where they were talking about peace in the Middle East. Um, I don't know if that ever really is going to 
stick. Right. Also, next month, we have to remember, you ever heard of a movie called Black Hawk Down? Yes. That actually, that, that event actually. Oh, it ha- okay. Next month, yeah, okay. October 3rd through 5th. I thought you were yeah. going to try to make me watch Black Hawk Down. No, no, no. The also. Battle of Mogadishu actually <laughs> happens. The event right. actually happens next month in September of 93. That movie came out in like early 2000s, but that actually like happens then. Right. What actually happened or what's depicted in the film. Gotcha. Your man Meatloaf, which we talked about, his song, oh. released in September, <laughs> goes all over the world. People fucking love that song. We still love that song. What song? I would do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Do you ever watch the show Grace Under Fire? Um, I don't think so. I, I know... I don't think I ever did. Did you? <laughs> I feel like it was on syndication at some point. There's a lot of shows that I had had no interest of ever watching in my life. For, some For example, Designing that... Women, right? Oh, yeah, I no, had no, no I never... desire to watch Designing Women, but it would come on. Like my grandma would like have it on in the background, not that she'd want to watch it. She wasn't like a huge TV person. But it would come on, like, on Saturday afternoons or, like, 4.30 on, like, a Saturday afternoon on Channel 11 or something. You'd be like, why am I watching? Or, even, or, like, 9. Whatever. It would be, like, with random time. And you'd be like, this is just on. But, like, you can't. Like, you could complain to your parents back in the day. Or at least I could complain to my parents back in the day to maybe get them to, like, consider changing the television. Maybe they leave. Like, I was, like, a, an annoying dog. They'd be like, all right, I'll leave the room. Like, I'll just let them watch TV. But if I was at my grandparents' house and, like, they're watching Designing Women on the one TV, like, she's just watching it while she's knitting, like, I'm not, she's not giving me the remote to put on Nickelodeon. It's like, I'm not watching fucking cartoons. Well, like, if I really wanted to watch something, I would just, like, tape it. Or we had a TV in the little office, but it only went up to channel, like, 12 or 13, so it was kind of like... Um, yeah, but... Yeah, but but I, no, I'm looking at these photos from Grace Under Fire, and I remember it existing. I never watched... When you said that, for some reason, I thought Caroline in the City. <laughs> I thought Caroline in the City. Okay. Um, which is a different show completely. But that I watched. I'm talking about Grace Under Fire. Right? Yeah. Because that show also premiered in September. I saw that as one of these little factoids I popped oh, out. I was like, interesting. Oh. Maybe we'll have to... Uh... <coughs> Excuse me. Got a cough here. Got the vid. Got the long vid. You don't have the vid. Stop. <gasps> you never know. The last thing that we talk about, or last thing that happened in my house. So, top. U.S. Open. Jim's okay. like, why? Why, a, why are we doing that? This is a very different vibe than my September's, but... Why are we doing that? Well, we'll get into your September in a second. Maybe some of it overlaps. Okay. U.S. Open. Because it would dominate that early... Because I was never... I mean, we're from the Northeast. I was never into college sports. So college sports always start a couple weeks before regular football. I was in football, but not that big. I was a kid. I wasn't that big into football. I liked it. But also, you know, surprisingly as a kid, I mean, it makes sense. I found it boring. I feel like the people that can sit there and tell you that football is boring are not wrong. If they have no rooting interest and no vested interest, and just like, just like, let's say, you know, professional wrestling or, um, maybe that's not really a sport. I mean, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Let me cook. Um, maybe even basketball. If you're not following the people and their individual storylines, it can be pretty boring. I think any sport can be. Well, I, I think... If like, you sit there and watch a baseball game on TV at home and you don't have any rooted interest in who's playing, I mean, boring. 
Well, I, I was gonna I was gonna put baseball along with golf and tennis on their own thing because like if you like the sport, then you're trying to watch someone be excellent, right? If you're if you liked football or you like football, you're generally like you're watching people and then you're you're, you're, you're you know you're watching storylines. Like I want to see how like this quarterback does with his receiver against this defense. Like you're you're. It's multiple things you want to see at once versus like golf. It's like, I want to see if Tiger Woods can do this. Like it's a I'm not gonna lie. personal thing. I don't understand how anyone could just watch golf. I don't. I don't. I think it's so boring. But if Now I get the appeal of wanting to play. It seems amazing to but, be out in the open and the fresh air. And But there's a difference. If you're, if you're like, I like golf. Like I like golf. And then you're like, oh man, Tiger Woods is going to, I want to watch Tiger Woods. And the way they cut golf is they cut it around the people that are doing really well. Okay. So if you're really into it, you're following those people. You're not just following the guy that's not doing well. You're not, and you're generally speaking, not following one person. So like, I remember like, you know, in the 2000s, early 2000s, you know, as I was you know, getting out of college and stuff, they, you know, Tiger Woods was really popping off and he was really big in the late nineties and stuff. And you know, you just turn on a Sunday, he's wearing his red shirt. He's wearing his uniform. He's got his red shirt. Red Nike shirt, black pants. He's just out for blood. He's out killing everybody on the course. And it's really, like, cool to just watch, like, that part of it. To watch all four rounds? No, I don't like golf that much. Same thing with tennis. If you're following a certain person, like, well, I'm following that person and their individual accomplishment. You know, baseball, like, if you're like, I want to watch this pitcher pitch. Okay. You know, but it's just tough. It's tough to just be like, I want to watch this whole team. Well, if you're rooting for a team, like, I want to watch this whole team. It's tough. if If you're rooting for a team... On any sport, I feel like it, you could get into it. Baseball, football, anything. I don't really think football's that boring anymore. Any, when we were kids, it would be like one-yard run, four-yard run, five-yard run. But I think it's boring if you're watching, like, every game. I think if you're rooting for a team, it could be fun. Or players. Yeah, yeah team or players. Or players. Yeah. You know, especially now with True. fantasy football and betting, you can really get into, like, I want to watch this to watch these different angles and watch what these What were you saying, people. though? I totally, like... You said something about Grace Under Fire, and then it made us go to... Well, I was recapping. Okay, okay. You know, I was recapping the sports landscape in early September. Okay. Right? I didn't really sure. watch sports, so, you know, tennis would randomly be on. You always see the highlights every night on Channel 11, Channel 7, the news. They always have the highlights. Mm-hmm. Such and such at Arthur Ashe Stadium today, because, you know, they're playing at the stadium that's right around the corner, right? It's... 45 minutes away. It's Correct. a big deal. If you're in Florida, maybe they're not really, maybe that's the, you know, on the, on the B squad of the sports segment. Not a lot of sports. At this point, I don't think the Yankees were that good. Mets definitely weren't good. So it's not like, you know, your New York teams are around. Basketball doesn't start until like early October. So in the early part of September, kind of dominated by this event, which again, sports and live entertainment they bring in a lot of money when they come to your city. So a couple of weeks of having the U.S. Open will bring in a lot of money to New York, which I never really understood. I'm like, who would want to go watch people play tennis? But they do. Mm-hmm. They pay a lot of fucking money. I actually, I think tennis. Being there would probably be cool. I actually think tennis is, I mean, if you want, it's not, I don't find it boring to watch. I mean, because it's fast paced, right? I definitely think it's a live thing. It's probably yeah. a really, definitely a live thing. You it's know probably I mean? really if you, if you dial it in, live. If you yeah. dial it in, you can do it. The next thing, again, TV shows, because you're like, oh, there's a new show. This might be cool. Uh, you know, we were a TV guide family, so we got that every week. My mom refused ever to get it mailed. So we'd always have to, she always had to buy it every week at the store, which uh, would just cost more money. Like, just an idiot. And I would just be like, mom, like, what are you doing? Like, it's just. so cheap to get things subscribed. You know, 
we were not a TV Guide family, and I was so jealous. Nah, we and I remember there were, like, a couple times where there may be a show I really liked or, like, a cute actor was on, like, a TV Guide that I wanted, and I would go buy it or, like, try to get my dad to, like, that buy I it. wanted. Hey, now. No, like, a, like a TV Guide that a TV guide that I wanted, not, like... Thirsty. A, no, I... That's not what I meant. Um... But we didn't get TV Guide, and I was so sad because, like, I had friends that got it, and I would just go to their house and read their... But we would do the... We got newspapers. So in the back of the newspaper, we got a newspaper delivered every day. In the back of the newspaper, what there was a TV yeah. listing. Well, that so, was... So, like, we didn't... Like, at one point, we got the Newsday delivered, but, like, when we didn't... We weren't really, like, a paper family, so not having the paper all the time... Um, then you needed the TV guide. And the thing about the TV guide, especially fall, they'd have the huge fall issue. They'd be like, this is the fall TV guide preview yeah. where they'd like go through and interview all the people and tell you about the new shows and it'd be really into it. My mom would get that and she'd get entertainment weekly. So we'd read like the both of them. So I'd just always be dialed in about like the new shows, the new movies, the new things. Like that was just a thing that we did as being a kid, right? And the TV guide was just, for those that have potentially never seen a TV guide, I actually have some books here that are pretty good examples. It looks almost like a, almost like maybe like a, a mid-sized journal, smaller, smaller size, like journal. It, it wasn't like a magazine. So it was like, kind of like, like it just, I don't know. It was like the it, size of like a, let, let's say an iPhone, like the iPhone length. And then it was a little bit longer than an iPhone. It is so much bigger than an iPhone though. No, the length, like this, it would, it, like the it spine was, of it. Wasn't it like eight by 10? No, it, no, like fit in your hands. No, it looked like a manual. It was like a manual that you got every week. I'm telling you. TV guide, man. I think it was a 5 by 7 I mean, you are an artist, so you can tell me... Um, I didn't get them, though, so, you know. Dimensions. The dimensions of a TV guide was 7 by 10 Okay, so it was 7 and 3 eighths by 10 and a quarter inches. So, to me... That sounds like close no, to 8 by 10 No, 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 This is an article from 2014 where it says, TV Guide announced a major overhaul for its print edition that will re- reduce its size to 7 by 10. We're going with it. It's roughly the size so of So it was bigger. IP- no, not, no. The original Just size? Because, yeah, it was like an 8, but an 8 by 10 is smaller than a regular magazine. Like, um, an 8 by 10 is like this. It's like this big. It's not huge. Pat, it's like this. I don't know, man. I feel like... I, no, I don't know. I mean, that's how... That's what I remember. I don't remember... I don't know. Maybe this is like that mandala effect maybe. where I'm thinking it's like not that big. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, and I love you, but... I would say... um, Spatial... I don't know the word. But I feel like you're not good at knowing the sizes of things. You know what I mean? I think that's fair. I don't think that's mean. I think it's just true. And it's okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, we're, you know what we're going to do is we're going to go put this to the test. We're going to go out in the real world. There's got to be TV guys. We're going to find, find, find one. We are. We're already you know, trying we're to find old school magazines left and right, so. I mean, it claims a chain, but I don't know. I felt like as a kid, like, it, it, listen, it definitely wasn't the size of a piece of paper. Definitely no. wasn't the size of a magazine. piece of paper is eight and a half by 11. Yeah, I so it, it was, was smaller. But it, even an introduction on either <laughs> size really makes it look a lot smaller. Okay. Well, hey, whatever. TV Guide definitely was smaller. So you knew it was a TV Guide. There was no question you knew what a TV Guide was. It owned its space, right? See, like, maybe, like, how big is that, like, video? Like, we have some VHS tapes here. 
Like how big is a video? Like it might have been the size of the video, like the length. Right? Like the uh, length. Video is probably like four by eight or something. Really? TV guy? I don't feel like TV guy was that big. I don't know. A VHS tape is... Oh, don't do... A seven inches. Okay. Um, by... No. Hold on. Yes. Seven, seven and a half by four inches. So okay. So a TV yeah. guide was the size of a VHS tape. But then double the length. Right. But I don't know. Nah, nah, I know. This is why... Nah. Not double. Not double. But nah. if it's... Seven and a half. By we're gonna go ten. into the wild and we're gonna find like a TV guide from the 1990s. We have Guys, to now. This is like a thing we need to do. And if you know where to get any, like, you know what? I'll go on eBay. I'll find one. Electronic Bay is gonna help us. Like, we need to find one because I'm telling you, this is like an uncanny valley thing. I'm I telling know. you. This it's is telling weird. you. It's like, it, it, no, it definitely feels like it was, it feels like it was like this you book. Think which again, this book is probably, like, I'm holding a book. You guys can't see it, but I'm holding it. This is probably what this, it was. This is the size you think it was. But what you're thinking of is the Reader's Digest. I feel like false. I'm not. We didn't have that. That's false. Every week I had a TV guide. Whatever. Anyway. Um. Plus I was a kid, so it would have seemed bigger. No, I, I disagree. And we had lots of magazines. I used to get like Game Pro magazine and Game Informer magazine and Electronic Game. We had lots of magazines, so I know it was definitely smaller than a magazine. It's significantly smaller. It is smaller than. A We're magazine, gonna find out. But We're significantly find out. is where you're wrong. We're gonna find out. We're it's gonna like find out. that that sign McFoley over there. That's like eight by ten. It might be. He's like a little. Well, we just went through. I'm holding that. a videotape. We know that it was the size of a videotape. All right. It wasn't. Th- Guys, we um, got we got we got to cut this here. We we got to stop. We're, we're going to find this. What was the third thing? Back to school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, real quick. I am. Let's do a check in. <coughs> I'm ten going on eleven. So what grade would that be? You're actually nine going on ten. Nine going on ten. So what grade would that be? Probably. First grade, second grade. I graduated. Mm-hmm. Well, I graduated in 01. 2000, 2001. So I'll be twelfth grade. So let's do the math. Second grade. I'm going to second grade. Does it sound about right? Um. No. You're either in fourth or fifth grade. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, because middle school, you're like twelve, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so I'm going. I'm in fourth or fifth grade. I think I was probably in. Uh, at this point, I would be eleven. Okay. So I. I was probably in. Sixth grade, and you were in fifth. Okay, it's fair. Um, because I was an oldie. For my year, and you were young, you were a baby. I think it was either fifth grade or sixth grade. I used to, we had a we had a teacher. I was in the uh, like the gifted and talented classes, and we had a teacher that we would do one hundred question tests. Mm-hmm. That was a test that he had given like years and years, and it was about like one of them would be about ancient Egypt, another one would be about like ancient Rome, another one would be about like ancient Greece. Like, what is the name of the god of whatever? What is the name of whatever? Hundred question test. So you know the passing grade That's would be so whatever wild. you get. So so you're like fifth. I think it was fifth, but it might have been. It might have been sixth. I might be exaggerating a little, but I just know like in this time period, this is you know when I did shit like that. Mm-hmm. Wild. I think there's even like hundred question like science tests. You're like a fucking Oof. fifth grade to remember like that many facts. Wild. 
I was also in the gifted and talented program, but in my school, it was actually like, so sixth grade, we were all in one class and we had one special teacher. So we didn't. Yeah, we did too. And we, we, it was and the we same people language. for three years. Well, it was the same people for three years. So, but for us, so in sixth grade, we went to middle school. We weren't in elementary anymore for our school. It was weird. And we had one teacher and we also did a language. So we had another language teacher where everybody else had to wait till like eighth grade to do language. Um, but before that, in fourth and fifth grade, or was it just fifth grade? I think it maybe was, it was either fourth and fifth or just fifth. I don't really remember. One day a week, all of us little smarty pantses would get on a minibus and we'd meet the, all the other kids in all the other elementary schools in the district and we'd all go to the high school. Mm. And it was like one day... I think it was like Thursdays or something. We would go to the high school and do things like I remember we, like it was fun. We did, we did like a physics day where we'd go to the physics classroom and we had to build bridges out of toothpicks. Like I never took I physics that. in high school, yeah, I did but that we too. did that right. And then there was one where like, you know those um, those little images that are like riddles that you have to solve, where it'll be like, um. A crosswalk, right? So it'll be like a cross, like, while oh. someone's walking. And you have to, like, figure out what all these little, like, pictures mean. They're all, like, little sayings. No. We'd have to do that, and the one to get it done quickest would win. Um, we'd have to, like, uh, like put together, like, visual puzzles. And, like, maybe, like, Tetris, kind of, like, fit them all into a square. And then the team that got that done. It was, like, things like that that actually, like, made you think. And, oh, we did one where we had to, like, make... A light bulb turn on by, like, doing a whole circuit with a potato and shit. Like, it was actually really cool. We did, like, writing and just... We did not do 100 question quizzes on ancient Egypt, which is probably why I know... I don't know... Oh, like I don't a, know like anything Like a quarterly, like, test, so you have to know, like, all these facts. Who is this person? Did you do, did you do well on those? Didn't you also take Latin? I was gonna say, seventh grade, I took Latin. That is such so a... So I never took a language in college, because I took, I took Latin... 7th, 8th, ninth grade. And oh. I took the regions in Latin in ninth grade. And then I took... You took a regions in Latin? Spanish in 10th grade. And then took the regions in Spanish in 11th grade. So I took like four years worth of Spanish. I cannot conversationally speak Spanish at all. At all. Like I, I was so terrified yeah. that I was going to fail the Spanish part because I couldn't speak it. And I didn't care to study for it. Because I didn't need to. No, but no, for real, because I didn't need to. Because the thing about Latin is that the languages are all based in Latin. So I could read what they had at the time. Mm-hmm. I remembered all the stuff. So if you knew the Latin, so like Latin, like let's say, you know, uh, man, woman, you know, English is different, but you, I mean, you know what I'm talking about with Spanish, where you, you end something with like an A or like an AE or an O or whatever it was, right? An AE. Abuela. Abuelo. Well, it's an A. Uh, an A or an O, yeah. Right, or, okay. Or, or an E. Just like, yeah, 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 I hear you. Abuela, abuelo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, okay. But like Latin had like six different things. So like an abuelo, like with an A-E meant like an adverb version of like the purse. Like, so it, like a feet, like it was just all these like weird things that then they got like shortened down to the other languages. So if you could read yeah. the Latin or like how one verb has like different ways of saying it to be like Well there would be like it, six declensions yeah. or something. So like the way like I forget it all now. Yeah. I forget it all now. But it's like if you could figure that language Sounds out. Sounds like you learned more in your challenge program well, than I did in mine. So the thi- well that wasn't a challenge program. It was just a class I took. So the thing about it is like, you know, you, you figure if you're a kid and you learn Latin 
And then let's say you're going to go be a lawyer or a doctor. A lot of that stuff is based on that. Oh, this so is because you went to a fancy things. school. This so is all checking out so now. So when you're like reading law terms, you're not a person that's like, I love the law. And you're reading it and like these law terms are in, are in Latin. Well, I know Latin. So I know what that means. I know what jurist is. Like, I know what that means. I have an idea about what it means. Right, right, right. right. So if you keep going and being smart and want to... Want to level up your knowledge, like Mario? You keep going. You have a good Mario. base. Whereas if you just me, like, like trash tier, like like, just... like me, you're, yeah, because you have a mushroom, and you just keep keep getting bigger. Like me, if you're just like trash tier, you're like, okay, well, I mean, like I kind of like can look at certain things and know, you know, I know the Roman numerals, right? And you're like, okay, I know how this works. Like that's really it. Like I see these different things. I know some history, different things. You could read, like, pick up a history, certain history books. But that's how it was with Latin. So if you could see the Latin, the word maybe like from that anyway you know so like the idea of like like uh you know if you see a word like pugilism you might not know what that means right but you know from latin that means to fight right so it's fight so you already know oh that's kind of cool like the words because the words came from this anyway you're reminding me of this tiktok and instagram trend that we talked about really quickly and i know in 1993 these things didn't exist you said the word Roman numerals, and it reminded me of this trend. And now that you're talking about your fancy pants, smart boys, <coughs> yeah, the trend that like I don't know what the name of the person is who started it, but they're like, um, I asked my husband or something how often he thinks about the Roman Empire, and he said every day. And I'm like, I don't even know this person, so I asked you, and you were like, I don't know, maybe like once a week. And then you were like, actually, no, more than that. I probably think about it two or three times a week. Actually, I thought about it every day when the presidential like elections were happening and stuff. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny. Well, you know, it, it's funny you think that. And I, I think the idea, you know, to, to kind of put a ball on school for now, because we'll have plenty of time to talk about our school experience and we'll kind of wrap this up because we're running a little long as we tend to do on episodes that we don't even think that we're going to. I didn't even mention two things I wanted to mention. Well, then we'll let you get to those. No, it's okay. I'm not. But hold on. So when we come to the idea about me thinking about Rome, I think sometimes you have to remember that history is told by the victor. Rome won a lot. So they got to spread a lot of their history and spread a lot of their ideas. And to go back to what I just said when I'm talking to you about these things, when I think of Spanish, I think of Latin. I don't think of Spanish. So if I'm listening to someone speak Spanish, I'm trying to, like, in my brain, do that, like, um, calculation from, like, a hangover, where I'm trying to, like, listen, because you speak fast. So I'm trying to listen to the words to parse out what I, like, don't know versus what I know, you know, right? Because tone and inflection matters. But it's like, I know, like, if I could see the words, I could put them together. Right. I could, because that's cool. That's a cool you could put to together have. how the sentences were from Latin and how you would do different things. And then again, the difference with Latin is like, you know, I could look at something and have a pretty decent, if I had like five to 10 minutes, a decent idea about maybe what like a paragraph was. If you're talking, I can't because the Latin teacher would literally, this is why I didn't learn any Spanish to, to conversational because she'd be like, nobody knows how it sounds. So there's nothing to say. Oh, well. Right? That's cool. How would you know? Like, how would you know how... So Whereas, when you know, with a Spanish teacher, they're, you know, she's talking fast, trying to talk slow so you can hear, but then you talk to somebody and, you know, even like how you and I talk, like our dialect versus someone, you know, maybe from the South versus someone from Boston. And you're like, you're all speaking the same language, using different words and different slang. 
like Latin is just these are the words that exist on books and exist on buildings. So like we this is what it says, but we don't know how someone would say that. I mean in your defense though, I took Spanish and <clears throat> my least favorite part of Spanish was trying to speak it. I couldn't mm-hmm. it was because you were always graded on four things. It was writing, reading, speaking, <clears throat> and listening. Yep. And speaking was my number one worst, listening second worst, and then reading the best, writing the second best. It was best. the same because thing. Because you could control it, it you know, thing. and you can you can look at it, you can think about the things, you're not, uh, yeah. Because I ended up getting like an 86 or an 88 on the on the Spanish region, so I'm like, I have no idea how that happened. I, that, I did, so I, did I believe I got an 88 too, and both. I was like, I thought I was going to fail. I was so like, both oh, regions I did too, so I never took a language in college. Me neither. So I haven't taken, thought about any of this stuff in almost, you know, 25 years, 20 years. Because I was, and because I was in this program where you started language in sixth grade, I was done with my regions by, I think I took the regions in eighth grade. And I was like, and they were like, oh, you should either continue Spanish mm-hmm. and get really good at it, which I wasn't good at all. Or you could take French or in the high school, I think that we had German. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want, right. I don't like, I, I have a very hard time with languages. Like I don't want to do that. Right. So you know, I, I'm going like, to go draw pictures. And... <laughs> like I said, I had ninth and ninth grade was done. And then the other one was done by like middle of 11th grade. Done. And then just never thought about it again. Nobody cares about this. What are we doing? We're talking about our... Back to school. Jen, oh. do you have any other stories? Did you love back to school? Like, it really... No. Oh, my God. I loved all the new school supplies. And I would get new outfits. And the cool weather in the morning. Like, it just... Even now, like, in September, I feel like I just want to, like, get new things and learn. Because I really always had this, like... Oh, it's going to be such a good year. I'm going to be so organized. My handwriting is going to be so great. And then, you know, by October, that all went to shit and I hated school. But, like, <laughs> it always started so It started positive. promising, right? So For promising. all of us, it always starts promising. Here's my trapper keeper. I'm going to put in oh, all the papers and I'm going to organize them. And then by, like, two all weeks later, I'm notebooks like, ah, and I lost the homework. Did what? your dog ever eat your homework? Mine actually did, like, twice. For real. Um, That's a real thing. <laughs> Over the years. For real. Like, not like I fed it to him. Like, I feel like when I was, uh, like, ate. in elementary school, yes, my dog did eat my homework once. And I was like, my dog ate my homework. But I was so proud. I was like, my dog actually ate it. And they're like, okay. Uh-huh. And there's just, like, two bites, like, on the corner of the piece of paper. Like, I got it quick. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, I mean. What was your other story? Ah, it's nothing. It's, you, you could just, it was just going to talk about the, it was, I was going to just talk about the, um, but I somehow. The lost. fall of Rome? The big bayou. Oh, big bayou. I can't Train. say bayou. Yeah, big bayou. Canoe, cannot rail accident. Yeah, the biggest train accident um ever in this country. At that time. Forty-seven people died. Mm. Hundred and three injured. There was a tugboat. Oh boy. Are you okay? No. That is making faces at me. I shall return. Yes. Um, yeah, this was near Mobile, Alabama, and a towboat, I said tugboat, but it was a towboat, made a wrong turn in the Mobile River, and it, the, the pilot, Willie Odom, was not properly trained on how to read his radar, and so he thought that the bridge was, um... He thought it was like a, t- a tugboat. 
so Oh, so he, he didn't even recognize that that was a bridge? No. No. And he didn't get, like, uh, you know, in trouble for this or anything, like, criminally. So, I mean, they must... He, he helped save 17 people after the crash. Um, so, I feel bad for that guy. You right? know? I mean, it's pretty tough. Yeah. And 47 people died on that train that fell into the water. 103 were injured. But here's the part that's, like, the thing that you read about that you're like, ugh. So, there was an episode of National Geographic. Um, there's an... So, there was an episode of Seconds from Disaster on National Geographic channel that exposed that the train had been delayed in New Orleans to get some repairs because the air conditioner was all broken. Mm-hmm. And it delayed it a half hour, and if it didn't need the repairs, this wouldn't have happened. Right. So that's the kind of thing that you hear that you're like, damn it. Yeah, that's the, you know. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the butterfly effect thing, where you're like, you know, the idea that if a butterfly, you know, flaps its wings one place, it causes a tsunami somewhere else. Exactly. And it's just like, that. that's it. The perfect storm of all these other events, like, if that's not getting repaired, this never, it's not there, this doesn't happen. Right. And now because that happened, then Amtrak started keeping like a digital record of the passengers that go onto their train. Oh, okay. Which, you know, it kind of is like, okay, good, well, you'll know who dies if there's another accident, but like maybe let's try and prevent accidents. Why? Which it's... I and I know this is just like accidents will happen. But you think about it, Amtrak has been probably around for so long that like, you know, they probably just weren't, you know, you buy a train ticket, right? They weren't really trying to keep record of people. And then they must have been around for like the, eight, the 1800s or some shit. Yeah. There was nothing digital, right? Yeah, no, no. My name is, you know, Steven Stunad, and I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> Steven Stunad. Have you heard of the Eternal September? No, what's that? September that never ended. Starting in 1993, September. Oh, we're still there? We're at, we're at peak? Yeah, still, apparently. Um, It is slang. Because there was a flood of new users... On the internet, on Usenet, and I guess because there were so many, I don't really actually understand this. Well, tell it to me. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. Lady, explain it to me. I'm going to read this wiki article to you because I don't really even understand what I'm reading. During the the 1980s and 1990s, Usenet and the internet were generally the domain of a dedicated computer professionals and hobbyists. New users joined slowly in small numbers. Right, and then this September, large numbers of first-year college students gained access to the internet and Usenet through their universities. Okay. These large groups of new users who have not yet learned online etiquette created a nuisance for the experienced users. Right. Who came to dread September every single year. Um... Once ISPs like AOL made internet access widely available for home users, a continuous influx of new users began, making it feel like it's always September to the more experienced users. Oh. Okay, so now it actually makes sense because I actually read it. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. What were you saying? It's just, it, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's like the thing you and I talk about or this, this perfect storm. If you were in college in the early 2000s, you were given because of your EDU address on your email. Mm-hmm. access to Facebook. So Facebook was really for like college kids in the beginning. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So it's like all of a sudden everybody got on Facebook 
in the mid 2000s. And then you're like, this is not the same thing that it was before, where it's college kids, professors, right? right? There was nobody else that was there. All of a sudden, your aunt is sending you, you know, messages. And you're like, why? What? It's where it is now, where everybody's got it. Everybody's doing Farmville. Everybody's doing whatever. That was, you know, in the early to, you know, 2010s. But that whole idea, it's the same kind of, it's the same parallel, where like, College kids kind of had that first access so that to, to is, the program. Yeah, so the internet's starting to cook a little. And, uh, that, yeah, so it's still September 1993 right now. It's forever. That makes sense. If you were on there in the 80s, you're like, what the fuck, man? All mm-hmm. these people, this has been my 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 place. I've been posted up. I've been slowly... Da- I've been letting these... Uh, I've been slowly downloading this JPEG image. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been slowly downloading this Star Wars screensaver since 1983. Oh, my God. This- oh, do you remember the, the toasters? Jen. I remember the toasters. I remember Toast. the flying cows. I remember... The toasters. I remember... Pff, shit, man. I remember, like, the, the office joke where they had that ball that would oh, just yeah. go... Mm, and, like, try to get into the corner. I remember... I remember the idea of an actual, like, screensaver. I also remember the idea of ringtones. Like, we talked about that. That's such... That was such a fucking 2000s thing. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. To be like, here's my ringtone, man. Yeah. Here's this, you know, deep... <laughs> melodic song or oh yeah I want a party so I got fucking you know uh, Guns N' Roses on my thing it's like now everybody's phone fucking sounds the same I know. and if it doesn't you're like Ooh, same thing with MySpace you remember you would do, you would somehow I never we, really we all space. fucking learned HTML to make our MySpace yes you were you were on my top 8 stop it everybody did the um, it was made for me I didn't do it I had the Facebook and then people the slowly started to get Facebook and I was like no I was one of the first people to be like, no, I don't really like this. Well, I was. I mean, once we got like, you know, but great you ants were one on of, there comment. Right, but I'm saying you were one of the ori- you were one of the original people and you're like, this is cool. And then you can like meet other people and I'm like, but but like my mom can see what I got on here? Yeah. I don't want that. My, okay, starts to get weird. My grandma's can see, my, my yeah. grandma's got a profile. Like, like that's not what this was about, right? This is about, you know, hooking up with people around your university, so... I've got some questions for you. I've right. got some questions for me. Let's get it done. Then I gotta go grab my Jan Sport. Oh jeez, I got my Trapper Keeper. Let's go. What browser with an exclamation mark in its logo was founded in nineteen ninety four with the unofficial name David and Jerry's Guide to the Web? What browser with an exclamation mark beep beep in its logo was founded in nineteen ninety four? Internet Explorer? Yahoo! Oh, shit. Duh. Yahoo. All right. What nearby... What nearby planet surface did Earthling see for the first time? When the rover Sojourner sent images of it to our planet in 1997. Wow. Planet is red. And it is Mars. Did I say that right? So you wonder, yeah. What FPS computer game, FPS means first person shooter, computer game with a catastrophic name? Doom. That's correct. What is the rest of the question, though? Challenged you as a space marine to battle hordes of demons. What Sonny and Cher song 
is heard again, again, and again at 6 a.m. every morning when Bill Murray wakes up in the 1993 movie. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. What graphic-friendly interlinked data system, accessed by browsers, debuted on the internet in 1991 and was best known by the by three capital letters? AOL. No, I'm, I'm going to read it again. What graphic-friendly interlinked data system, accessed by browsers, debuted on the internet in 1991 and was best known by three capital letters. I don't. I really don't. I don't. World Wide Web. Uh, I mean, that's. I don't. That's why I said I'm gonna read it again. Like I don't understand what that question yeah, is. I don't, I don't understand. Well, I don't no, know. AOL was. Would you say AOL? Yeah. That was a browser to get onto yeah, the World Wide Web. Yeah, I get it, but that was hard for me. It's, it, this is not necessary. What 1997 novel about the... Oh, wait, me reading you this? Yeah, you can read it. It actually is, and you're going to be like, oh. What 1997 novel about the Andrea Gale Perfect became storm. a film with George Clooney as Captain of Doomship? Yes, that's why I'm like, no, I need to read this because... Perfect Storm. Guys, we appreciate everybody coming out, listening, hanging out with us in our little closet as we shoot the shit about the 90s. We are Pat and Jen. We are Becky Left the Chat Productions. This is the 90s mixtapes. Currently, you can the best way to get us is BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com or our Instagram handle, which is BLC Mixtapes. There will be some sort of discussion or situation because uh, your man Elon is trying to charge us to use the uh, Exco and give it to you, and then we're not going to be giving it to anybody. So we're going to be uh, on some other platform. But for now, hit us up on either one of those. Subscribe. Keep following. Write a nice review. And we'll see you guys next week. Ooh, we like stars. We love stars. We love them. Bye. Bye.